Hey there, Smelly Bellies. This is Phil. And Mike. And we have another episode of the Smelly Cast podcast. Not just any episode, episode 28. This is my golden episode. Aww. Aww. This matches your age. Got one no, more. not my age. Sorry. Your my, my birth date. Yeah, mine but, was but I, uh, 18 ago. <laughs> I didn't know about the golden birthday until I was 28, and mine was the 10th. I was 10. It was my favorite birthday. Goldeneye came out. Gold, gold, double gold. Well, welcome to episode 28. Let's let's have a little intro. Let's, do let's start things off right. That's just so good. It so good. my soul. So, Phil, I'm so excited because you actually get to contribute to a segment today. I do. I'm prepared. Our school now has craft sodas, so I'm able to pick up a craft soda and do a review on it. Yes. So, so what, today, did, what do you got? Today, I have a variation on one that Mike has done. I have a main root root beer. Which is pretty awesome. Nice. Fair trade certified, caffeine free. Nutritional facts: one bottle this is 165 calories, so not bad. Handcrafted ingredients: carbonated pure water, organic, fair trade certified organic cane juice and spices. Huh. Oh, okay. So let's uh, pop this bad boy open. Oh, I don't have a cool glass to pour it in, so. Ooh, smells good. It smells like root beer. Definitely root beer. What's the carbonation like? Carbonation like in your mouth. It's it's not too strong. Like on the scale of scale of water to Dr Pepper is what I like to call it. <laughs> Dr Pepper is the most carbonated soda I think I've ever had. It's there. I would say I'd say it's like probably seventy five percent of a Dr Pepper. Okay, on, on the DP on the DP scale, got on the it. DP scale, it's good. DP fizz scale, it's good. It's got a good little after. Um, I think for me, I think I'm a fan of a Virgil still more. I love that uh, that licorice and that vanilla flavor that you get from a Virgil's, and I don't have that here. This is definitely a root beer though, so it's good. Nice, awesome. This is well, not as good I'm, as Mike's reviews. I've been, I'm a little rusty. I'll keep practicing. Well, it's, it's all right. We got plenty of episodes to come. So for me, I'm tonight. I'm drinking this one that I'm pretty excited about. I've been waiting to drink it for a while. Um, it's called Fucola Cola. It's spelled F-U-K-O-L-A Cola, and um, it's made actually. I was looking it up a moment ago. It's made by um, the Skeletines. Which, uh, they, if you guys remember, uh, back many episodes ago, I, I reviewed, I think, Love Potion 69. Um, and they also do the Jack Black colas and mm. um, also Brainwash is another one that they do. And um, so, but this is kind of a different brand. I'm excited. Ooh, wow. She's got some. Okay. So. The thing is, I've never found like a really good cola that I like, 
you know, more than just classic Coke. Coke. That's yeah. And and part of it, I think, is just the strength that Coke has, and um, like even Pepsi, I don't like as much as I like Coke. So mm. it's it's difficult to compare, especially when you're trying when there are colas that are trying to kind of be their own unique brand of cola, right? Right. So like one one that I like a lot that comes close to something that I would drink, you know, really frequently is the Fentimans uh, Red uh, Cherry Tree Cola. It's pretty good. Uh, I'd say definitely I recommend that. Let's let's dive into this guy. Oh wow, yeah, it's nice. Um, oh wow, it's got some good aftertaste. I'm getting um, yeah clove. So it's got some clove in there. Mm. Um, it's also got some interesting other uh, ingredients. It's got um, so an herbal blend consisting of Siberian, American, and Korean ginseng, hmm. African capsicum, Brazilian guarana, ginkgo biloba, cola nut, echinacea, clove, sage, skullcap, and uh, skullcap, I guess, is mad dog weed. So that's um, crazy. So it's not super strong, but there's a lot in that aftertaste. And like I would say it's actually something that I'm guessing they would probably like pair with a rum, you know, because like if I could see this being like a really good kind of rum and coke, like that flavor is kind of through it. And it's like, I don't know, just kind of those natural herbs and spices. That's that's what I'm getting. And that, that clove definitely comes out. I don't know if I'm tasting the sage, but maybe it's the ginseng since it sounds like there's quite a bit of that in there. That's awesome. But definitely try it out. Like this is, it's kind of unique. I really like it. It's pretty light too. It's not super like heavy or super carbonated. Hmm. That's uh, interesting. I, I think that's probably the most, like has the most variety of any soda I think you've ever reviewed. <laughs> well, thank you. I've been really excited. It's got a little message on the cap too. It says Fu Ko La, like telling you how to pronounce the name. It says, say it, don't spray it. That's great. That's great. Well, cool, Mike. We got some fun stuff to talk about today. I think we need. We should head into that. Very excited. We've got one of our one of our favorite destinations, and I've got a little trip report, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite things about this destination, and that is Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Why do we not have Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas. You need to step up. Viva Las Vegas. That was it. That was the exact sound clip. Oh, it sounds just like that. Good job, King. Viva! Viva Las Vegas! That's pretty awesome. That's great. That's great. Well, Vegas I love Vegas. I love Vegas. I did not like Vegas for a long time. But it's growing on me. You know, the first time I went, I was 18. And I went with one of my roommates at the time, old Ocho. You remember Ocho? Yeah, yeah, I remember Ocho. So I went uh, I went down with him, and we walked the entire strip just to see it all. Ocho Cinco, I think, right? No, Ocho, <laughs> Chad Ocho Cinco is a football player. <laughs> but we watched the whole strip. So by the time I was done, I was just exhausted. But we Dude, that is a out. hike. Yeah, it sucked. I was so tired. We got in oh. and out at the, fr- at the beginning, in and out at the end. It was awesome. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Breakfast you know, so was and my dinner. first experience with the in and out and... Um, yeah, I mean it was it was an interesting trip, but that that kind of ruined it for me. But now, 
as an adult, I have time to sit down and relax and enjoy things and kind of plan a show to go to and then kind of enjoy Take a the, taxi. <laughs> you know, I enjoy me some sluts, some slots. Yeah. I like playing the slots. I enjoy, you know, doing things like that. Some Kino, if I can find a good Kino parlor. So that stuff's fun. Good, um, and I think good that luck on the, the strip. Yeah, yeah, not on the strip. Yeah. No, but some cool. slots. I mean, yeah, last time I was at Stratosphere, I won like 160 bucks in the slots. So Nice. That's awesome. Well, this last trip that I went on, the main game that I played was I played with my brother, Adam. Uh, he went down with me and my dad. And we went down for the, the WCC tournament, and so we went down to watch BYU play. And uh, we, we, made, we mainly played roulette. And uh, we made some good money. I made a couple really? hundred bucks with roulette, and so did my brother. Wow. My dad lost his shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm like your dad with most like most of those situations. I am that. That's what I do is I just lose money. So, what was your strategy yeah. with roulette? Are you the are you the park them at the bottom? Are you pick dates and important numbers? I, or? I, I play uh, important numbers. So, like birthdays, my anniversary, uh, my kids' birthdays. Um, that my I won I won easily a hundred maybe a hundred and fifty bucks on uh, on twenty three my wife's birthday. Oh. Won a lo- I won a lot of money on hers and lost lost some money on hers too. But... You're, you're lady luck, lady luck, luck be a lady tonight. So, um, one of our other favorite places that we discovered together, I believe, for the first time was Hash House Go Go. Oh yeah, the place to go for breakfast in Vegas. Yep, like, doubt. you, it'll blow your mind. I had this sage fried chicken, which is oh. the man versus food favorite. Yep, it changed my life. <laughs> It was incredible. It was so, so good. The sauce on top. It's like this like spicy kind of like chipotle gravy that they just drizzle over all of it. And it's like potatoes and a biscuit and fried chicken and like it's all. And then the gravy all over it. And then they stick like a sprig of sage like coming out of it like a tree. Huge. huge. Awesome. Yep. So, so good. I don't remember what I got the first time. All I remember is that it was awesome enough for me to go there every time I go and I just need to go for breakfast. Yes. So that was awesome. It was funny though when we went to, because we had a, a good friend and listener of the podcast, James. He was there, and um, there was the fruit issue. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We were talking about how they uh, tried to convince one of their waitresses that he'd never had fruit before, but <laughs> it's because typically they don't have fruit with their uh, with what was it? What did we order? Um, oh, crap. What's the main thing they sell at Hash House of Go Go? I can't remember what it's called right now. Like, uh, like but ha- well, they sell hash, like the, the different, uh, is where no, it's like it's the potatoes and the eggs Benedict. He ordered eggs Benedict and oh. they served it with a side of fruit. And he's like, what's this? And she's like, like a, like a honeydew. That, oh, that's fruit. That's fruit. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's fruit? Yeah. They played it up. So I'm from fun. England. I don't, I don't know what fruit is. <laughs> it's awesome. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, it was awesome though. So we went there for breakfast, and then. Uh, but I have to talk about what I had for dinner that same night. So that same night, I went to. It's called Strip Steak, and it's over in the Mandalay Bay. Mm. And I had my first Wagyu steak. Whoa! Yes, How was it? It is it Wagyu was or Wagyu. Wagyu. I've always heard it Wagyu. Well, it's W A G Y U. That's a, that's what all the the southern barbecue champions use. They use wagyu for their when they're cooking brisket. So, 
So yeah. I guess so there are different levels of Wagyu. And so like I what I had was a level five, which I guess is the highest level that we can get in the United States. But it goes all the way up to level twelve in what? Japan. What? Twelve. But we can only get five here. So basically, for those of you that don't know what Wagyu is, it is beef where the cow literally never walks in its entire life. And they get daily massages and they feed them alcohol throughout their whole life. And they're just <laughs> drunk, happy cows that just are living the dream. And so because of this, you get these this just insanely tender and juicy and moist with this flavor that is unlike any other Marble, flavor in the world is crazy ridiculous and like you basically if you feel i don't know what you would do because like it would be a crime for you to go in there and say i want my wagyu well done like i don't order it well it's medium well medium well like they would like because you basically eat like i got it medium rare and it still came out basically rare because you just don't cook wagyu you just don't and uh it's so i don't know but you have to try it it's so pricey we went with we had options between the american and, and the japanese wagyu and you know we said screw it let's go big my dad was treating us to dinner so i said let's do it <laughs> with his permission of course and right. we got we got the japanese wagyu and let's just say that bill was maybe the largest bill that i have ever had at a meal in my entire life really and i've really had some pretty epic three three of us and i've had some Epic, epic meals. Um, but yeah, if you have a chance... To, I mean, we, you and I have shared some meals that were pretty expensive. Yeah. STK, Just the two of us. Right across the street in the Cosmopolitan. Uh, Club 33. Yeah. 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 So uh, definitely incredible. But if you have a chance and if you have some extra cash on you from your winnings <laughs> or something, head over to Strip Steak at the Mandalay Bay. It's a fantastic restaurant and fantastic meat. Even if you don't get the Wagyu, like, you know, they've got just fantastic steaks and they're all dry aged and they're hanging in these racks and you can see them while you're eating. And it's just, Oh, it's so great. Awesome. And you can see the cooks cooking your steak. It's so good. So here's a question. If I were to go and I were going to order one of these steaks, what's my price? What's my bill? Oh, uh, as an individual, just yours alone. You're probably if you get a couple of sides because they've got these amazing fries with like these three different types of fries and three different types of dipping sauces, and you gotta get some of these uh, some of the apps that they have. Uh, you're probably looking at you know two hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. Per person. Per person. Wow. That's if, awesome. If you go with Japanese level five, like they like we were talking to our waiter and he said literally like it's like one percent of their customers order this. Like they just don't. Like the pe- people just don't like because they've got other wagyu that you can buy. Like you can buy an American wagyu that's like considered like a level three or something, and it's just not quite. But it's not that to that level. Like yeah, right. But you're also going to get more of like an Angus kind of flavoring that that we're more used to here in America. And honestly, like you can don't you can totally tell the difference. Like like we had um, so later on we went to Tao which is an Asian bistro that's in yeah. the Venetian. And um, we went there on our last night and we had Shabu Shabu, which uses Wagyu and they had Japanese Wagyu that you could order. We chose to, you know, we had already splurged. So we went with the American Wagyu which, and with Shabu Shabu, it's just like super thinly sliced and then you dip it and then you kind of cook it yourself in this broth, which is just amazing. But 
like the taste difference is like so different because you can really, really see that this is like an American, like Angus beef that you're tasting versus this super tender, so juicy. Like my mouth is just watering just thinking about this Wagyu. It's just, it's the meal of a lifetime. You got to try it. I don't know when I'll ever do it again because it's so expensive, but it was incredible. Incredible. That's awesome. Probably, probably the greatest meal of my life. That's great. Okay. So something to add to the list. So speaking of that, one of, one of my favorite places to eat and it's this, I mean, it's kind of, I guess it's pretty well known. Um, I talked to some people about it and they'd heard about it, but it's the hidden pizza place inside the cosmopolitan. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So right there in the same level where there's SDK in the Asian restaurant in the cosmopolitan, there is a random corner that you just turn down and hidden back there is a pizza place that not even the receipts have a name on. And the reason I love it is because the pizza's awesome. They're big New York New York style slices and the way they do it is they they it's basically a cheese pizza and then you pick which toppings you want on it and then they heat that up and then they serve it to you. And then when you order a drink it's literally just a red like solo cup that you drink yeah. out of. Because yeah, there's no lids, no straws. All the walls are lined with these awesome vinyls, and then they have like mm-hmm. some some arcade games in there. And it's just, I mean, man, ordered a, ordered a pizza from there, took it back to. to and it's suite. cheap too. It's like it's not. Yeah, it's like three bucks a slice. I mean, it's yeah. it's pricey for like anywhere, but cheap for Vegas. Cheap for Vegas, especially for, for a Vegas. good pizza. Oh yeah, I mean, two of those slices, you're full, and it's. So well, there's not very many other places where you can get like an authentic big New York style slice of pizza other than maybe like New York, New York. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. There's a place called Venezia's Pizza in Arizona. That's really good New York style. And it's um, that was actually the pizza place featured on Breaking Bad when they threw the pizza on top of the roof. It was Venezia's oh, really? Pizza. Yeah. Speaking of Breaking Bad, I just barely was reading an article. I guess the writer, one of the writers from Breaking Bad. Not Vince Gilligan, but one of the other ones. He came out in like some interview and asked people, "Please stop throwing pizza on their house, yeah, because because yeah. I guess it's become a problem." Yeah, the guy, uh, there, I saw this photo on Imgur where there was this guy standing there with a pizza, and the guy, the owner, was standing behind him, just shaking his head at him, like, "No, don't even think about it." And the so quote good. was, "The guy said, don't even think about it." That's so good. <laughs> anyway. Oh. So, I mean, I, I really wish I could talk more about Tao, and uh, I could even talk more about strip steak. But I guess if you guys want to know, just give me a phone call or hit yeah. me up on Facebook or Twitter and we can chat. But um, I, I got to mention um, another show that we went to. We went, I went and saw O, Cirque du Soleil. Um, and this one, for those of you that don't know, is uh, it, Cirque du Soleil is all about kind of acrobatic, acrobatics. And a lot of times the story isn't necessarily as clear and um, and so it's kind of open for interpretation, and I would say, oh, it's definitely this way. But it all takes place in the water, and the whole stage, this giant, giant stage, transform into just these huge pools of water. And the thing that makes it incredible is you've got like synchronized swimmers, but then you also have people like flying up out of the water, like up into the stage or like jumping down into the water and then they just disappear. Um, and they just never come out and then they come back into the story later on. It's just wild. And so like, it's just, it's totally something that I would say everybody needs to see. Uh, especially if you haven't seen Cirque du Soleil, the only other one that I've seen is, is love, which I did really, really enjoy. But this truly was like, okay, this is the Cirque du Soleil that I was expecting. Like, love, I wasn't as wowed 
as I thought I would be, um, because it's more about like the costumes and definitely about the music. Cause it's all Beatles music, which I love and yeah. is fantastic for me, but Oh, really wowed me. And, and, um, from what I've heard, you know, it's kind of on par with Ka and I have to see Ka now and I want to see all of them cause they just sound incredible. But yeah, I actually, um, just in February, I got to go to Veracai, which is another Cirque du Soleil show. They had it down in Rio Rancho, which is just cool. right outside of, um, Albuquerque. And that was a really cool one. I mean, the venue wasn't that great, but, um, the person I, I, I took some people with me. The reason we went is because a good friend of mine, Sarah, she actually did Cirque du Soleil in Ecuador. And so wow. she's, yeah. And so she's like way into the circus. And this was the, the film or the show that made her want to do the circus. She literally was walking through like a, a movie theater, like a movie store and knocked over this DVD and picked it up. And it was Veracai. And then, so it was really cool to see like someone who just loves Cirque du Soleil and understands. And like, I got to hear all about all the different things and the tricks and how difficult things were. And it was, I mean, it was a fun experience. So I'm definitely, so Phil, yeah, you, you saw love as well. Um, I did. what, it, what did you think? Like, uh, comparing the two, did Veracai have, you know, any like interesting stage elements or any pieces that like, um, were definitely unique to it that you hadn't seen before. Yeah. I mean, it's basically this forest and there's this giant per- like swing, swinging back and forth in the background. There's like a giant tree that l- goes up into the rafters and people are walking up and down these stairs and up, up on the branches. And there's like, um, a hole in the floor. And basically it's the story about this like creature becoming, turning into a caterpillar and then becoming a butterfly and like turning into this beautiful thing. And they keep dropping these like green drops from like up above down below. And it's like interfere, like there's different set pieces that interferes with different characters and that leads a character to do things. Um, but there were some incredible things where they had these two swings and they were pointed at the center and they were doing, people were just on these swings and doing crazy, like double or triple flips up onto a stand up above or into like, like cloths that catch them. So it was really cool. Beatles love, I think was one of the more interesting shows I've seen visually, but I think, totally. but I think from like an acrobatics perspective with my limited knowledge, obviously I think Veracai was much better. Um, oh, come on. Phil. We, we know that you're, you're an acrobatic heart. I am. I am known for my silks and aerials capabilities. It's my <laughs> upper strength and my core that prove it. Don't laugh. Why are you laughing oh. so hard? The picture, the, the mental picture is just, Oh, I would pay money to see you just doing like the silk acrobatics, like yeah. just doing the roll, Rolling you know, where they like wind themselves myself. all the way up and then you just fall all the way down. <laughs> and like, I would just pay so much money to watch that, Phil. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to put on one man show, one time show, make as much money so, as I can before I go to the hospital. <laughs> so we have one other show to talk about, but really quick, I wanted to talk about the hotel that I stayed in um, because it was it was spectacular. So I stayed in the new the newly renovated Delano Hotel, and we while we were there, we heard it pronounced every way: Delano, Delano, uh, D D. <laughs> I don't know, like all these weird ways. Um, but it's where it's right next to the Mandalay Bay and it's where the hotel used to be. Um, and, uh, and they just basically gutted all the rooms and redid everything. And, uh, we had an awesome two bedroom suite, um, up on the 15th floor and it was incredible. We, uh, it really is a very nice hotel. I would say the beds in that hotel are maybe the best beds I've ever slept in in a hotel. Like they're good enough for me to want to like research where it is that they bought these beds. So you can have one. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I go buy one because I slept so good. And sure, part of that was that there weren't any kids there to wake me up at six in the morning, but it was awesome. Uh, and, you know, it's right there next to the Mandalay Bay. So you get all the shops and the restaurants from the Mandalay Bay. Um, and, uh, it, we had, we actually had just a blast. Um, it's in a great location. So if you ever have a chance to stay there at the Delano, Delano, the Delhi, definitely the Deli- where, where is it? Where did you say it was? So it's, uh, right next to the Mandalay Bay where okay. the hotel used to be. Hmm. So at the very end of the strip, it's wow. like the furthest, is it South that you can go or I don't know, right next to the Luxor. So yeah, I think it's South. Cool. Cool, that's awesome. All right, so um, I know we're running short. We're going to go over a little bit of time, but that's just because we're going to only have one episode this week. Reason being is I am shooting a documentary over the next week, and then we're going to meet and do a live recording together for the first time with Michael and myself next week. But um, the show that we're going to talk about is something I got to experience a year ago, and I just raved about it to Mike, and mm-hmm. I think I talked about it on this podcast. And yeah, I was so excited to hear Mike got a chance to go. Yeah. Um, I freaking loved it. And that, and that is David Copperfield at the MGM grand. This is something that I've wanted to see my entire life. I mean, if for me, for Phil Hudson, like when people talk about all these things they want to achieve and all these things they want to do and people have these bucket lists and all this stuff that they, they need to achieve before they die. I honestly, when people have asked me that I have had nothing, I've not been able to say anything. I've been able to make any recommendations because I just don't. But David Copperfield is something ever since I was a child, when they had these magic specials on TV, I just, wanted to understand and see. So it was one of the coolest things I've ever had an opportunity to do to do was to see David Copperfield live. And actually the girl I was dating at the time actually ran up past the security and got an autograph on a ticket for, from him, um, for me, which was awesome. I still have it to this day. That's cool. So very, very grateful for, her for doing that. Well, yeah. And you know, as far as entertainment in vegas goes i think nothing says vegas to me like magicians for some reason it's always been something like all growing up like that's been sold and david copperfield is a name that we've heard our entire lives and like as far as classic true magicians go he is at the top of the list in my opinion because like i mean you have the others like you know penn and teller are great they're more comedy you know chris angel is more of like the the illusions illusions. yeah like the uh i don't know from hooks psychotic stuff yeah but but david copperfield is classic true magician and yeah. uh, I, I was win, so did, shocked didn't he win magician of the century i bet well, at least what it was? at least of the year no it was yeah. magician of the century i think there's like a giant that, like sign outside of the, when you walk in there's a giant sign showing the illusions michael yeah <laughs> tricks tricks are what a whore does for money <laughs> so so a couple things that i i don't know if um a couple tricks. See how it's different. Let's 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 see. Yeah, yeah. So a couple things that he did, and I'll try to go quickly here. Um, at the very intro of the show, he appears out of nowhere in a box that's, that was clearly empty before, out of nowhere on top of a motorcycle. Yep. So that was like a great intro, and then yep. he comes out and he's saying hi to the crowd and he's cracking jokes, and you can tell he's a little bit jaded, like he's clearly been doing this for a little bit too long, probably, because yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I'm here, I'm here again, another night," you know. Like he's probably a little bit drunk, and you know, everybody, like all of his like crew, did not look happy to be there. Like there was not a smile on any of their faces, which is okay. I mean, I, I fed right into it, but right. Um, so then another thing is uh, the main kind of story throughout the whole 
uh, show was kind of this. Uh, he didn't get to say goodbye to his father before yep. he passed away, and um, so like there are some some references to his childhood with like a car that uh, his father drove, and he made the car appear out of nowhere, which was just shocking. Mm-hmm. And like like and we had like these seats that were like ten feet away from him, and like all of a sudden there's just a car, a full giant yep. car, yep, yep. like flying on the stage, and I'm like, what the what what? Like it just did not. I didn't get it. Like I didn't. I wasn't even. I was the one guy in the audience that wasn't even clapping because I'm like sitting there just saying like, how did he do Stupefied. that? Stupefied. Yeah. 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 So another another cool thing that he did, and I'll try not to give away too much of the story because I think that everybody, like you said, Phil, everybody should see this show. It's yeah. a bucket list show. You should see it. Um, but one thing that was cool is he did something with the wristbands in the yeah, audience. Yeah. So cool. Um, I still have not figured it out. Still have my wristband. Yeah, well, I, I have a hunch, and so we should talk about it after okay. uh, off off the recording because okay. I have a hunch on how he did it. Um, but he, he he does something cool with your wristbands. I won't give that away because that's really cool. Um, and then the biggest one is this one that, that we talked about in our previous episode, and that is with with this poster. You know, he invites a random person from the audience who's clearly random right. because he like throws a frisbee and you have to throw it like five times to get to the person that you're, that's going to be the one to go up there. And then he says, name a person that you're thinking about any person. And for those of you that listened to our previous episode for Phil, who's, who was your person? Abraham Lincoln. Right. Okay. And, and mine was, mine was Brad Pitt. And, uh, but then inside the picture, it had like these fine lines, like sh- of text on the face of the person. Yeah. We've saying, all seen these like, pictures. It's the text that's changed the color so that it makes up a, fa- a picture. But yeah, it, yeah. it was crazy. And and so like it's it's like undeniable. But the thing that that really gets it is that the fact that he emails this picture to you before he reveals the trick, and he says, but the, "I'm going to send it to you right now. Don't check your email, but check it check it when I tell you to." And when by the time you go and check it, like you check the time that it came in, and it came in at the time that he sent it, yep. or like a minute after, and then like then he reveals the full poster, like you know, like but fifteen minutes later, rolls the poster up. Prior to bringing the person on stage, doesn't he? Mm, I don't know because he, he for ours he hung it on stage and like yeah. raised it up a pulley, right? But didn't it was up there and no one came, right? There wasn't there like this was prior oh. to the person going on stage, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the whole so trick the is about sealed. time travel. He goes into the future, gets the poster, takes a picture, and then comes back into the present and then Sends has the whole you. thing happen. Yeah. So top notch. Great show, a fantastic finale, and I just I loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah. I I so recommend it to everyone. Yep, it is incredible. It's still one of the most memorable things I've ever done in my life. So, for sure, yeah, it's good stuff. Well, Vegas, man, I'm actually going to be there next week. I'm um, shooting a documentary, awesome. so I'll be there Monday evening and then Tuesday during the day. And I'm uh, looking forward to giving me some hash house a go go. Yeah, and man, some, play, uh, some of that play pizza. Some kino. Plus yeah. Kino, man. Right. I wonder if I could do that here in New Mexico. I'm sure one of the casinos has Kino. I wonder if you could play it online. Probably from Canada. Can you imagine? Oh, uh, what are you just playing some Kino? Just, I'm just super addicted to it. That's great. Hundred awesome. dollars a week in the Kino. That's my Kino bill. Uh, Sixteen hundred bucks is the first time you play. It makes you an addict for life. Guaranteed. All right. Well, thank you again, Smelly Bellies, for taking another listen to this uh, amazingly smelly podcast. Yes. Mike, it's always a pleasure to sit down and chat with you and talk about some things. Yep. And uh, stay tuned a week from today. 
when uh, we should hopefully be either recording or close to releasing uh, our our 29th episode, but one that will be recorded live and in person together, which will be really fun. We'll have a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, it'll be good. uh, Be sure to hit us up at uh, smellycast.com or on Twitter at smellycast or on facebook.com slash smellycast. Smellycast. All right. Bye, smelly bellies. Bye.